You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. And welcome to Chop Yours, Take Two. This is episode 412. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, he's Alex. Here again after missing, unfortunately missing, the last episode, which I'm sure provided some spirited debate in my absence. And you did not listen, did you? No, I don't. I, usually I'm on the show or I edit the show, so I'm not in, really in the habit of listening to shows. I, st- I, stuck up, I stood up for you. Yeah, but Kalai came on the show to show how you were wrong. Okay, so, first of all, Homer Gets Duff doesn't think I'm wrong, and thank you for sticking up for me, Trill, tr- uh, Yield. My point was, You're and I'll just make this real quick, I, from what I've read about what Kalai said, she is someone who plays on consoles and PCs, so when they talk about consoles compared to PC specs, she cares because she would like to know, hey, how is this compared to something I've been playing? I'm from the console world, and I don't care about PC gaming, so I'm like, tell me how it compares to other game consoles. I don't care how it compares to PCs. It's like another world to me. So we're coming from two different All perspectives, right. two different preferences. I don't really think I'm wrong, and, you know, it's just a matter of difference of opinion. Like, it's, it comes down to how do you want to market the system? She believes it should be marketed differently than I should. Does that mean she's wrong or I'm wrong? Yes. Why is that? Why why does having an opinion on how it should be marketed wrong being, one way or I'm the just, other? I'm just I'm just being a smart ass. But I mean, do you All do right, you see so, the point that I'm making there? I see the point you're making, but I think you lost the spirit of the the conversation because what I was trying to point out last week and you know what I which I, I don't think you really give a shit in the grand scheme of things about the compared to what you just said, but it, it that whole conversation was solely to show you how powerful the system was not necessarily to compare it to a PC it was to say hey listen this is how powerful the system is and as we said it on you know many shows before not just last week's show us as console gamers we really don't give a shit about the specs we just want to know that we can put our game in and we can play it yeah well, I mean, we care We care to a degree. We want to know, you know, what the hardware can do. But now it's become more about games and less about hardware. And it's more about how does this compare to a previous PlayStation or how does it compare to a previous Xbox. And I, to be honest, I don't even think at this point Nintendo's in the conversation anymore because I, you know, I bought a... This generation, I bought a Switch and a PlayStation 4. But I don't really... I don't really care how the next PlayStation is going to compare to even the Switch or the next Nintendo console because Nintendo is kind of its own thing at this point. How does it compare to the PlayStation or the Xbox? Those two are more closely related than any of the other gaming consoles. I agree. All right, uh, for other introduction, he brings the awesome every week. It's I yield to no one. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> You know, even though my Bengals are cruising... To the number one draft pick. I, on the other hand, am cruising to a first round win 
in the Bucknuts Fantasy Football League. I am the number six seed, and I am crushing the number three seed by 100 points as we sit right now at 7.30 Sunday night. You know, you know something I said on the, uh, you know, while we were waiting for Alice to come back after my audio gap the first time. Uh, listeners, in case you hear it, the, the goal horn is back. It went off twice. The goal horn is back. It went off twice while we were not recording. So if it does go off, uh, just you know, be aware that Yield's probably going to yell something and you'll hear a very loud horn. Uh, second of all, I was saying uh, to Yield, you know, sometimes the New York Rangers, they look like a Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup caliber team. And then other days they look like the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm okay with that because they, they suck. Oh, man, I mean, you see, I grew up in the 90s, man. I'm used to them sucking. This is nothing new. All these Bengal fans that got spoiled when we made it to the playoffs five years in a row, they, they're not used to this. Me? I'm used to this. And, and see, you know, New York just kind of screws up your plans because the, the Jets uh, kind of, you know, screwed up your perfect winless season. See, we're not as bad as the Browns were a few years ago. We won a game. You know, You know what Jets stands for, right? No, what? Just end the season. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's get into our show. Uh, updated trophy count. I am level 54, gained a level. Total trophies of 12,718. With a plat count of 229, I got a new platinum. Ooh. Alex? Yes, sir. I know that at this point I'm supposed to be reading my trophies off, but... Currently, I seem to be missing the numbers for the that correspond to my achievements on the PlayStation Network. You are level thirty-one. Total trophies of six thousand nine hundred twenty-four with a hundred and two platinums. You in one hundred and one games. Oh god, we're so that, shit again. That's very important. You have to say that. Okay, is it uh, my turn? Yes, it is your turn. Sir. Okay. I am a level 44 with a trophy count of 9914 and a platinum count of 180. Say what? Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. That was Daryl's trophy count. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm a level 28 with a a trophy count of 5905 and a plat count of 92. May the king reign supreme for yet another episode of Trophy Whores. You're welcome. You're welcome, Daryl. I gotta tell you, I was, because uh, we got some listener questions later in the show. I was going to, like, rain down on Daryl and make sure that his count did not get into the show. But that was so spirited and fooled me so well <laughs> that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to leave that one in. Oh, that was good. I was like, it, you didn't get me until you said 180 platinum. I went, what? Oh, I, I saw, I synced them all at one time, Tricky. Hey Tricky, you, you know why you only noticed when the platinum came, the platinums came up? It's because platinums are what matter most, and not the number of trophies you've amassed. Oh, so like the the fact that I have a hundred and twenty nine or twenty seven, a hundred and twenty seven more than you. You know, that doesn't you, matter you're, missing, you're missing my point. My point was, for the longest time, you were like, oh, but I've got the most trophies, blah, blah, blah. But now you're singing the other tune. You're, you're a bird who's singing another song, and that's that, oh, Platinums no, matter most, I, and I have all these Platinums in Japanese graphic novels, so that's the best. No, no. That I've played five no, times. The, the argument was always, you were arguing that the Platinums count the most, and I, and I never dismissed the fact that cap, uh, Platinums counted. But you were dismissing the fact that level and trophy count counted. Now, to shut you all up, 
I'm now the leader in all three categories, so you guys can't say, well, this matters. Well, now I'm the king of all the categories. Now you have nothing to, to Well, brag guess what? About. We're still bragging and we're still talking, so obviously your plan was uh, thwarted by Yield and I and Daryl. Ha ha! Now, I have a question for you guys. Cause it's I have not, an answer. Uh, there, there was a an article that I saw that uh, I didn't put in the agenda because I tried to make this all, you know, PlayStation 5 uh, show because this is the first time that we've been back together ever since we said we were going to talk about the PlayStation 5. Okay. Um, I saw an article. I didn't read it, but there is a hard rumor that they are remaking Vanquish and Bayonetta. Uh, they're doing re- uh, remasters for the PlayStation 4. Our agreement that if the uh, I get the Platinum and Vanquish, you guys would shut the hell up and not give me any more shit about Wait, hold trophies. on. Is the trophy list the, the same? Because at that time, we were referencing well, the PlayStation 3 trophies, so if they take out the well, tactical challenges or some nonsense like that, no, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't well, count. Well, no, that's why I was, you had to let me finish my question. If the trophy list is exactly the same, and I Platinum it on the PS4, does, the, does our bet and agreement still stand? The, the list has to be exactly the same. Yes, if it's the same no, trophies no, no, list, then yes. No, because I'll, no, I'll still give you shit that you didn't get the PS3 version. Well, unless they do some shit like, oh, the tactical challenges are watered down now or something like that. Well, I mean, I'm just going on the basis that the game is exactly the same, same trophy list, It just it's on the PS4 instead of on the PS3. Okay, yes, I mean, if it were still just as challenging, and yes, it had the same trophy list, then yes, we would give you credit for that. But if it's like, the tactical challenge is like, oh, well, now they're a walk in the park, then... No, I won't recognize that. Okay, fair enough. Alright, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, I'm going to go first and say that I have officially finished off Death Stranding. I now know the story, I fully understand the story, and it's still confusing as hell. Uh, I've also been playing Lego The Incredibles. I'm trying to bring up my list right now. So hold on, wait, does your uh, opinion also... of that, has your opinion of that game changed either for the better or for worse since you've played it? Because I believe it was Matt Murray who was talking about how he uh, he thought, it, like, at first he was very skeptical of it, but he ended up loving the game and thinking it was the best, like, a really great game. I, I don't want to, like, you know, try to paraphrase his words. I, I, I remember the, the post that he wrote, and he was very positive on it after he played through it, if I, I believe it was Matt. But how do you feel about the game now? I mean, you said you kind of still don't get the story. Is it, like, do you think well, it's a I great game, I, or do you, like, how do you feel about it? All right, the gameplay definitely could be improved. I, that's never, uh, I'm never going to wave on that. The, the gameplay definitely could be better. As far as the story, the story totally makes sense. And, like, a, a typical Hideo Kojima game, once you get to the end, it, the pieces all kind of fit together, and they make sense. And, uh... I wish I could tell you how, but that's a major spoiler of the game. Um, but yeah, I love the game. Uh, but going back, because uh, you weren't part of the uh, Game of the Year discussions last week, um, do I still think it'll be Game of the Year? I I think more highly of it compared to what I thought last week, but I still don't think it's Game of the Year. I still don't think it's going to win Game of well, the Year. Well, not even as a Game of the Year. Do you think it's just a really good game that lives up to the Kojima it's, branding? Like, I, Yes, it's a must-play. If you're a Kojima fan, it is a must-play. So, it's like, But even if you 
say like you really enjoyed the style of game that was in Metal Gear Solid, you'll love this okay. game. Yes. Uh, the other game I've been playing was uh, Aladdin and the Lion King. The, the, the remasters for that. The Platinum I got was in Gravity Duck. And I also tried the PlayStation Plus game, the Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. That game is booty. Don't even download it. Really? Yeah, it's bad. Really? Yes. Why, put, you liked it? No, I put it in my download list. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll try a dirt bike race. Well, that, that was the same thing. But I, okay, you know what? Let me say, let me not say it's booty because I, I had a very hard time controlling it. Um, it, it like just to give you an example, there was one time I was doing a jump and my back pedal ran across the head of another rider, and we both landed perfectly. Then I do a just a normal jump land just a little bit hairy and my body goes flying like 50 feet so what you're saying is the landing mechanics is a little off the the physics are definitely off whenever you're making a turn it's just it, it you you're gonna slide off the track or if you try to hit the brake and you you know to compensate you're gonna make too sharp of a turn and you're always gonna run out of the barriers if you're out of the barrier for more than three seconds, it automatically resets you back onto the track. It doesn't give you a chance to self-correct yourself. It just, it, to me, it controlled horribly. Uh, there's no automatic uh, transmission, so you constantly have to shift. But then when you try to shift, it doesn't always shift. It's It, it took me, I'd say about six minutes just in the first loading screen. And then there's a load screen every race, every time you move a menu. It's yeah, it's a barely put together game. I can tell you why you got it for free for plus. Yeah. It, uh, and that's all I've been playing. Yield, what about you, sir? So I've been playing as a shock to everybody. I've been playing some World of Warships. Get out of here! What? What is this I, world coming to? I'm Cats a, and dogs I'm living a, together. Uh, Mass hysteria. Ghostbusters. Played some bomb fest. Played some Jedi Fallen Order, and I have played some Crash Team Racing. Ooh, that's a new one, oh. isn't it? Oh, that yes. I, I have a I have a bone to pick with you. you. My 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 brother brought it over yesterday. We sat down and we played it. And thoughts? I I, I I'm a Mario Kart guy. <laughs> I still have a bone to pick with you, Yield. Okay, you can pick your bone. Oh, I can pick it now? Yeah, you can pick it now. That's it. Well, hold on, hold on. Before you pick it, Yield, why, okay. why, what did you like about Mario Kart that you didn't like about Crash Team Racing? Or, or what do you prefer in Mario Kart that's not in Crash Team Racing? I'm competitive. I would I, as, I would say that I, Crash I, Team I, Racing I, is more competitive than boat than Mario Kart. Well, I, had, I have problems with... I have problems with the drifting... And that was only because I couldn't get it down. Well, that that just so, takes time because it, the drifting, like, I, at first I couldn't, I would only drift around curves. I wasn't comfortable drifting in straightaways. But over time, that's something that comes to you. So maybe if you played it more. Well, yeah, that, that's why I figured. I figured if I played it more, I would get it. for each Grand Prix, um, like, the people earning Nitro every month, like, there's been six months of Grand Prix now, or there's been six Grand yeah. Prix. 
there's still at the end of the month like over 600,000 people on the PlayStation network alone not kind of switching to Xbox on the Nitro leaderboards. So there's like a pretty so big I, online community for the game still. I um I enjoyed playing it, but the the thing that I really noticed was if you don't boost you're going to get left in the dust. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I, you're right about that. What, what, so you have to what, boosting found, is a must. What which I found a little disheartening was that if you didn't power slide around the corners to get your boost, you're going to get left in the dust. So that was a little disheartening was that you couldn't really if you can't get down the boost, you know, the, the power sliding for the boost, then you're not going to be competitive. So I really wasn't competitive. I was always finishing like Fifth to seventh, but also I figured if I played it more, then I probably would get better at it. So my initial three-hour response or two-hour response to playing it is, I'm a Mario Kart guy. But when's the last Mario Kart game you played? Double Dash. Well, no, I take that back. I did play some of eight on the 3DS. Or Mario Kart 3DS, which was like the same as 8, I think. Okay, well, Tricky, what's the bone you have to pick with Yield? Yield tried to set me up with Jedi Fallen Order. What do you mean? You did not warn me, sir. <laughs> that giant spider scared the piss out of you, didn't it? No, actually it didn't, because good friend of the show... Mr. Steven Fontana sent me a message on Messenger. Goes, hey, are you playing Jedi Fallen Order? I said, I started it. I haven't really gotten past it. He goes, yeah, you might want to stop playing. Ah, oh, see, Steven's a tool. This is why he ain't on the show anymore. He goes, he says, hey, are you playing Jedi? I said, I started. It. He goes, okay, let somebody else do Kashiki, the Wookiee planet. I said, yeah. spiders. He goes, giant. I said, yeah, I saw it in the trailer. He goes, okay. I said, how many is it a boss fight? He goes, no, it jumps in, jumps you in about five minutes in. A giant one. Not a boss, but a tough fight. Don't know if there are any more. And then ten minutes later, he goes, there's more. <laughs> I said, giant? He goes, yeah, elephant-sized. So you son of a bitch, you tried to set me up. Well, I didn't set you up. I just wasn't going to tell you about it. You tried to set me up, you son of a bitch. Well, that's what friends are for. Not like that. Oh, yeah. Alex, would that not have been hilarious if he walked into that? I mean, it would have been hilarious for us. Not necessarily for him. Exactly. Also, no, this... not for him. Steven, I really didn't think you said Steven at first. I thought you said Seaman Fontana. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. He He just called you to warn you of a spider or message you to warn you about spiders, and you... You just knocked him there. What are you doing? Are you trying to lose all your allies? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know if I call him an ally anymore. He's, he's a he's a some bitch too. So, so, so what have we learned from this, very... kids? Don't help Tricky because he's just gonna talk mess about you anyway. No, you know what it is. I, I've I've been I've had a real shitty week. <laughs> I gotta tell you. It's uh, a lot of people are pissing me off. A lot of people are uh, just being ignorant. And, uh, That's ignorant, man. Ignorant. It, it just—I I just don't understand people sometimes. I really don't. 
Uh, Steven's a good guy. Yields is still some bitch. But we're moving on. Hold on, I'm getting uh, interrupted hey, by the this sweet Marmadine. Just in. The Patriots got beat this weekend. Uh, back to the show. Oh, she's going to take that out of the show. Uh, what, everyone doesn't need to know that you have a sippy cup? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got a sippy cup, that's amazing. <laughs> So let's get into the news. Actually, did we ever? Uh, did we do Sid's trophy count? <laughs> no. Sid is level four. You total trophies of nine thousand three hundred twenty-three with one hundred seventy platinum. <laughs> bless you. Bless me. Thank you. Why on the set? Can we drop something else, please? All right. So let's get into our topics here. Apparently, Sony I guess, has I guess a you don't need to know what I've been playing. Oh, sorry. Uh, Crash Team Racing right, and rewind. Pokemon Shield. That's it. You can go on. Al- Alex, what have you been I, playing? I just here? said that. Did you not hear me what I just said? He he just said that. I, I did that so, we could, so you could take out what I just did and not take out the the error and you could just transition into it. Did you hear what I said when I said I was playing Crash Team Racing and Pokemon Shield? All right, let's get into our first topic. So, apparently, there are PlayStation Awards, and I didn't know this. Did you guys know there were PlayStation Awards? There are PlayStation Awards? I knew that the PlayStation itself and and its games won many awards. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so according to this article from Destructoid, the Sony PlayStation Awards 2019 winners have been revealed. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Asia held its annual PlayStation Awards ceremony celebrating the highest-selling titles of the year, regardless of the year of release across the Japanese and Asian markets. As per usual, Platinum and Gold Awards were offered to the bigger, big sellers, while special awards are handed out for markets such as online-only sales and VR and indie releases. Night, not, while nothing quite hit the insanity last year, while Capcom's uh, Monster Hunter World went quadruple Platinum, there are still plenty of heavy hitters collecting gongs. So, there, apparently, this was streamed on Twitch, it was a three-hour ceremony, and your winners for the PlayStation Awards. Um, okay, so the Platinum Prize. So there's not just one winner. There's multiple winners. Uh, as long as they fill the quota, they get the prize. Okay. So, the Platinum Prize. Games that have shipped more than one million units in Japan and Asia. Your winners were God of War, Kingdom Hearts 3, Marvel Spider-Man, Near Automata, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Your gold prizes. Games that have shipped more than 500,000 units in Japan and Asia are Ace Combat 7, Call of Duty Black Ops, Devil May Cry 5, FIFA 19, FIFA 20, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019, Resident Evil 2, and Shakiro Shadows Die Twice. The PlayStation Network Award, the top be- the top three best-selling games on the network, released between October 1st of last year and September 30th of this year, was FIFA 19, Fortnite, and Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Uh, VR Awards, uh, games that saw success on the PlayStation VR between the same time period uh, were Ace Combat 7, Astro Bot, and Beat Saber. Uh, your Indie Games and Developer Award, which gives the source success, success in PlayStation's Indie Catalog between the same time period. Hardcore Mecha, Hollow Knight, Human Fall Flat, Overcooked 2, and Unravel 2. And your PlayStation 25th Anniversary Special Awards. 
uh, games that have uh, you know been successful in the 25 years the PlayStation's been around is Battle Arena Toshiden, Dynasty Warriors 3, Final Fantasy 7, Metal Gear Solid, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, Resident Evil, Ridge Racer, and Yakuza. And the top PlayStation 25th Anniversary Choice Awards, uh, the top five titles previously PlayStation Award winners as noted by Japan and Asia, Dragon Quest 11, Echoes of Elusive Age, God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, Near Automata, and Persona 5. That's seven. Yeah, that's right. I'm just pointing that out there. Maybe there's an exchange rate in there, but that's seven. The top five titles previous the top five titles previous PlayStation Award winners as voted I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But that's seven games. But. You, you, you're not wrong. No. <laughs> Alright. Alright. So uh also announced during the PlayStation Awards, Sony this computer is running slow today. Uh PlayStation was awarded the Guinness Book Guinness World Record for the best selling home console brand. Uh, as noted by Guinness, the achievement was awarded in light of the combined sales of the PlayStation hardware totaling four hundred and fifty million one hundred and ninety thousand units between the original the original console's launch in Japan on December third, nineteen ninety four, and November seventh, twenty nineteen. This, the record includes hardware sales, PlayStation 2, Play, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, based on figures from VG charts. Okay, th- th- before you continue, this kind of sounds like a made-up award. I mean, it's legit. You, they got their Guinness Book of World Record photo, but it kind of sounds like a made-up category. I mean, you're, you are counting over 15 years of hardware sales. That's kind of a ridiculous Guinness World Record. I'm well, just saying. Well, Guinness has started giving out video game world records. No, th- I'm not saying that a video game world record is ridiculous. Like, if they said they got a world record because of most consoles sold in the generation, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. But they're doing the whole lifespan of the company. The company is continuing on with a PlayStation Five. It, I just it sounds well, like this, oh we're going to give Sony a Guinness World Record. Well, how can we do this? I mean, okay. Well, yeah. So also, I, let me in, not wrong, inject again. some dubiousness into this, uh, or some doubt. Dubiousness. A Guinness yeah. World Record. I would assume that Nintendo, like I would, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would ask how much did Sony's PlayStation lifetime sales compare to Nintendo's consoles? Because I would think Nintendo's outsold them. The NES well, and the Wii, yeah. And hold the on, 3DS. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop well, you guys right hand, now. That's a handheld. Because Sorry. we actually, we actually did this conversation. We actually had a topic on the show in which they looked at the lifetime sales of consoles. And Sony owned four of the five top spots, and the only other spot in the top five that was not Sony was the Wii. Yeah, but you also got to think about their handheld consoles, like the game, all the Game Boy iterations and the DSs. Uh, well, they we we also covered that too. I don't remember what show we did, but they said that Sony, in all of the categories, even in the top ten, um, they held top spots. 
I think the only thing that beat PlayStation in sales, if you want to talk about any kind of video game thing, was the 3DS. The 3DS cracked the top five. But Sony still had four of the top six spots. So, I mean, this is believable. So, there you go. Uh, let me see if the article says anything about uh, my, Nintendo's numbers. No, it doesn't. All right, so yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I'm gonna skip this next one because I didn't really read this article. Snip it, snipping it, snippity snip snip. All right, so this next one. Now, understand that most of the stuff we're gonna talk about is mostly rumor, speculation. We have no hard facts behind any of this. Uh, this article is coming from Daily. DailyStar.co.uk uh, It says PlayStation 5 release date to arrive with new Nintendo Switch style excuse me, style controller Now, uh, I'm not going to read this article I basically put this in here for you gentlemen to see the images and ask you uh, two questions One, do you think what is in the picture is likely and if it is likely, or if we're going to see it, do you think we'll actually see it this generation, or is this just some, another Vita knockoff? Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Well, I don't know. I can't see the picture because I'm not accepting their terms of services. Oh, hold on. Let me share my page with you. Uh, how do I share my page? Share screen. Here we go. Start sharing. All right. There you go. That's not a PlayStation 5 controller. It's clickbait. Alex? <laughs> those look like some old school batteries, like from the 90s. Those now those, those controllers, like, they almost look like an NES controller. Yeah, that that's clickbait, man. They got okay. you. Well, now, now that I'm scrolling it down, it, it shows that there's a gyroscope. Um, there's this, It basically looks... I think it's fair to say it looks like an old-style NES controller yeah. with a screen in the middle. Yeah. No, it's, it, that, that, that's not a 5 controller, man. Now, Wait, hold uh, on. Is that, is that to supposed to be the screen in the middle so that wouldn't be a controller? It'd be like the, Would that be like the system itself inside a controller? Or would the controllers be like... Would be sec or like satellite or like secondary consoles like so you could play the games off almost like a, a, a PSP? Okay. Uh... I, I said I wasn't going to read the article, but this little snippet maybe give you a little bit more clarification. It says, This new patent, which is applied for by PlayStation's parent company, Sony Interactive Entertainment, suggests the PlayStation 5 may have a very exciting new type of controller that can be used away from the main console. So there you go. There you go. You know what? I'll believe it when it starts getting closer and there's more talk about it because that looks, that looks really rough. That looks like somebody, I don't know. It, it looks like clickbait, man. Uh, yeah. I don't like the design of it. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't really want to play PlayStation games that way. Like I, I don't, I want to play PlayStation games on a TV at home. Yeah. I like the ability to take the switch anywhere. Well, for the most part in the home, I don't really like to take it out all that much, but I just don't like the way that controller looks, and I don't want to play on a tiny-ass screen like that. 
right. I mean, I mean, the Switch is about it, as small just, of a screen as I want to play on, to be honest. Looking at it, if this is just a way to, uh, you know, according to the picture, it says watch TV, play a game, check email, view images. If this was a controller that I could take with me that I'm not actually trying to play my PlayStation 5 with, it might intrigue me a little bit, but I, like like I was just saying, I don't want to play it on the screen that small. I mean, that's mainly why I don't try to remote play on my iPod Touch. I don't want to play on a screen that small. All right, moving on to our next topic. Uh, talk about controllers. The Sony boss has, uh, this has come from Game Rant. Headline, Sony boss talks major improvement PlayStation 5 controller will have over DualShock 4. Uh, it basically just boils down to saying that uh, he, he, he doesn't call it outright the DualShock 5, which we know will basically is what's going to be called. But he also claims that it's going to have haptic technology that adds a different gameplay feel to gaming, even the titles currently available to play with the PlayStation 4. DualShock 4. For those unaware of what haptic feedback really is, the two buzzwords equate to the PlayStation 5 controllers having HD rumble that gives one-to-one feedback as opposed to the standard vibration experience with the DualShock 4. This is one of the major selling points with the Nintendo Switch when the system was first demoed with games like 1-2-Switch that, sh- that showcased the ability to feel precise motion simulations. For a title like Gran Turismo Sport, however, the game that Mr. Ryan claims to have tested the controls with, it could mean the difference between a slight rumble when the cars move and the controller pulling the player's hands into a turn. Uh, Alex, you have a Switch. What do you think about the haptic feedback? Um, I mean... Hold on, what kind of feedback did he say? Haptic feedback. Basically, one-to-one. I mean, really, to be honest, I don't play a lot of games that use... Hold on, when he gets back, I'll I'll talk to him, because I don't really play a lot of games that use that. The only thing I've really used, like, move the console around for, was, uh, like, to... In Pokemon Let's Go, you had to use the... You could look around... When you had the tab on your hand, you could look around with it, and you could use the, like, the... I guess the gyro on the inside to kind of change perspective and change the angle you threw balls at, but I don't use a lot of games for that. Tricky, explain to me what you're asking for because I don't really use the console for all that much, like any kind of like gyros or anything like that. What well, did you ever play One Two Switch? No, I did not. Okay, One Two Switch. Uh, the best wasn't, way. Wasn't that the boxing game? No, it had a whole bunch of mini games. It, think of it like Mario Party, but it was like all the mini games of Mario Party, but wasn't Mario Party. It was like they had uh, milk and a cow, shaving your beard, uh, you know, stupid games, like really simple games that like draw, like you, you know, Wild West, you know, one, two, three, drawer kind of thing. Um, but the best ex- to explain the haptic feedback is there's a mini game inside of One Two Switch in which they're saying that there's metal balls inside of one of the Joy-Cons. And you roll the Joy-Con around and you try to guess how many balls are in the Joy-Con. And the haptic feedback is so precise that it, it, it could tell you, like, 
how do I describe this? Okay, picture you have a cardboard box and you have five metal balls in the box. You slide the ball to the right, rather the box to the right, you can feel individually as each ball hits the side of the box. You follow me so far? Yes. Yield? Yes. Okay. That's how precise the rumble is. Like now, like when you play in a PlayStation 4 game and the ground rumbles, the ground the controller shakes. The haptic feedback could make you feel like the 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 ground started shaking coming left to right and it's more precise and more realistic. So using the box as an analogy, you know, when you turn that controller, you can actually feel as the balls are hitting the side of the controller, so you can tell there's one, two, or how many balls are in the controller. That's basically... I mean, uh, as far as, like, that kind of technology goes, and again, we're talking about gyroscopes, right? And accelerometers? Yeah, but more precise. So, as far as, like, the only thing I've ever used it for in a Switch was Pokemon Let's Go. That's the only functionality I've ever experienced with in a game. Um, For the Switch, I've had the, you know, the console out and just playing the tablet itself and not having it on the TV. And it was used in Pokemon Let's Go to where you could use, like, you would, like, basically move the console around the tablet around itself to get a view of the Pokemon and, like, line up your shot. And if you had the console on the TV, like, there would be in the controllers, like, you were supposed to throw the, like, move your arm like you were throwing the Pokeball. And all of that technology within the controller would basically decide the angle that it went at and basically the direction of the shot. Now, while it seemed, um, at least using the tablet, it was pretty precise, the controller itself, like, I could never get the angle down, and I always felt like I had to throw it at an uncomfortable angle in order to get it to hit the Pokemon. So I wasn't a fan. The tablet's fine to use, but the controllers themselves, the Joy-Cons, it's not, like, at least the one instances I've used them in, uh, it was not, I didn't like it. I didn't think it worked all that well. And maybe it was just because of the implementation within the Pokemon game, and it works well in other other games, it just, it, I didn't think the implementation was that well done. A good idea, poor execution. Alright, and Yield, you really don't have a feedback on this because you haven't experienced this, right? You are correct. Okay, so we'll just wait and we'll see the technology as it comes. Alright, so at this point, uh, we are going to patch in a segment here. Uh, PlayStation State of Play is coming for coming out on uh, the morning of December 10th. It's going to air at 6 a.m. in California, 9 a.m. on the East Coast in New York and Kentucky and Ohio where we live, and 2 p.m. in the U.K. Uh, now, that's happening Tuesday. The guys are going to get together. The three of us are going to get together. Wednesday night and patch that part into the show. So that's where you're going to hear right now. Alright guys, uh, I recorded on location so if my audio is shittier than the rest of the show, you know why. You're at State of Play, Tricky? Yes, I'm at work because I had to deal with this freak snowstorm that produced no snow at all. You complain Those like you don't live in New York and you have dealt with snow for the past 37, 38 years. Well, no, I've only dealt with snow for the last 13, and then I was in Virginia before that. There's a whole long story. I always forget that you're All from right, Virginia. So let's get it. You probably want to forget it, too. I, I was actually born and raised in New York. I'm a New Yorker through and through. All right, let's get on to this, Mr. I wa- don't want to record too late. 
All right, so we had the state of play. Uh, we're just going to go through it real quick. Uh, the first thing we announced was Untitled Goose Game is coming to the PlayStation 4 on December 17th. You guys excited? I wouldn't it say excited, time. but I hear it's a, like a funny game to play, like it's a fun game to play. So, at, like, Ashley's talked about wanting to get it because the kids have talked about it. So, I mean, the more – it seems that a game like that, the more platforms it's on, the better. And, you know, like, I, if maybe if I see someone play it and it's humorous to me, like, even if I don't want to play it myself – like, I'll get laughs from somebody else playing it, or hell, maybe it'll even push me to want to play it. All right, Yield? I, I've heard some people talk about it, maybe, so I saw some post or whatever. It looked kind of funny, but I don't have this burning desire of, ooh, wow, that looks awesome. So. It's basically be, be a dick goose, the game. Yes, basically. Alright, the second thing that announced was an RPG-oriented Battle Royale spell break, which, uh, instead of shooting people with guns, you are shooting people with spells. Far more family-friendly. Yes. But, uh, I know how you guys feel about Battle Royale, so you guys are probably, uh, not interested in this I mean, I don't necessarily dislike them, uh, but, like, a lot of games like that, you know, I'll like a certain twist to it. I like multiplayer games. But, you know, I, I'm not big on shooters. Like, I like uh, story-driven, like, solo adventure first-person shooters that have, like, a sci-fi aspect to it or a science fantasy aspect to it. You know, like Bioshock, we got the news that a new Bioshock is in development, so I'm excited about that. But most shooters in general, I'm not very good in the multiplayer, so I don't have a lot of fun with them. But one that's, like, casting spells, like, I mean, that's that's somewhat different than most of the games that people, you know, have popularized these days. So, I mean, yeah, I'd say it's worth a look. Alright, the next thing we have, Dreams is finally coming out of Early Access and is having a new update leading to its official launch on Valentine's Day 2020. You know, I played some of the Early Access at a buddy's house and it kind of changed my opinion of the game because I played some some other games within it that were pretty cool. I'm not saying I'm going to rush out and buy it, but it is intriguing. I mean, if nothing else, it's a it's a big release that Sony can point to before The Last of Us Part Two, before Ghost of Tsushima. So it's like, hey, you know, we have this game where you can you know create many many things and basically create your own games. Like it's coming out next year. They have a hard title, like a hard line on it, and it's you know coming out relatively soon, considering with their essentially the end of this year. So, although it, you know a lot of their big games seem to come out like the whole like the big push for this state of play was like, hey, we're still focused on the PlayStation Four. Here are a bunch of games. And they've got three big games coming out next year before the release of the, the release of the five. Yeah, I also they didn't say this during the state of play, but I also uh, heard that they're actually uh, holding a contest uh, for the best creation so far in the early access. Uh, a lot of the community is going to be voting on them, but a lot of uh, some of them, the actual media molecule team is actually going to vote. And I don't know if there's any prizes associated with it. Other than maybe bragging rights, but I, they didn't say price increase, and I know the early access was available for thirty dollars, so maybe that's what they're going to release the full game at. It'd be interesting for how much effort they put into that game and the capabilities that you have. Like thirty dollars would seem very cheap. Well, it's also we've been waiting for a long time, and it's not a. They they look at dreams more. As a creative tool than a game itself, 
So I can see them, uh, you know, releasing it for thirty dollars. Yeah. The the next thing we have is Subli- Super Liminal. It's a surrealist walking simulator for the PlayStation VR coming out in twenty twenty. Uh, being that the only person on the show that has a VR, I wasn't too impressed with this. Uh, but you know, more PS VR content is always a plus. That also leads us into the next thing they announced is Paper Beast, which is a puzzle solver, also coming to the VR in Q1 2020. Uh, again, I wasn't too impressed, but uh, you know, as we get closer, I'll probably check that out. I mean, that, that game looks really cool. It's like this fantastical world where the the floor and the fauna, like the animals and the plants, are made almost like out of like out of they're made out of paper. That's why it's called paper animals. Like it's almost like origami creatures. So, I mean, that game looks really cool. I mean, like, granted, I I. I saw screenshots of it, so... But, I mean, in concept, it looks awesome. It looked intriguing. Yeah, the problem... Go ahead, Yield. I was going to say, it looked intriguing. I was not, like, blown away by it, but I was just... I was more kind of disappointed that it was a VR game, because I was like, I might give that game a look, and then I'm like, oh, it's VR. Darn. See, the problem with the VR is a lot of the stuff that's coming out are basically glorified tech demos because people are still learning to develop for the VR. Uh, you know, occasionally you get a banger like Moss or Astrobot or uh, Robinson the Journey. But for the most part, a lot of them are just basically glorified tech demos. So it's it's kind of hit and miss when you, what you get on the VR. Excuse me. The next thing they announced is Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC is released in January 2020. So if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you get more DLC coming next month. Uh, now, this is what I wanted to hear your guys' opinions on. We actually got some footage for Predator Hunting Grounds. More updates are coming, and it's slated for release in April of 2020. Now, I know you guys... Uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, you guys were kind of intrigued with Predator, but back then we only got like a, a screen grab and a, and a logo. Now that you actually saw a gameplay, do you guys uh, any more intrigued with this or any more turned off? So my first thought when I heard this is like, well, someone's heard about the success and the fanfare for the Friday the 13th game because this is exactly what that was. It's basically a group of people, in this case four, trying to take down a another player who's a super creature. In this case, a predator. Oh, like that was my first was thought that? was Friday the 13th. What was that other game that was like that? Dead by Daylight? No, 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 no. A buddy of mine played it where you were a group of hunters and you were trying to get this... And it was like a gigantic beast. Monster and Hunter? you were the... No, no. No, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's talking about. I can't, I can't, I can't think of it. You, you, could, you could pick like a like a handful of beasts. It, it was basically like... Four, it was, it's a four-on-one yeah, uh, thing. Yeah, is what it was. I can't remember the name of it. Evolve? My, Evolve. There was you it? go. Yes, that's what it was. That's what this initially reminded me of. Was it was an evolve type game where it was four against one. After seeing some of the more of a video, I guess you could say, a little bit more intriguing. I still don't like. I'm not a fan of the four versus one because I just I suck at stuff like that. But I was a little bit more intrigued I mean, to where you know if there was a demo, I'd give it a whirl. See, what I, what I also noticed, I don't know if you guys picked up on it too, uh, this is very similar to uh, 
behavior uh, games, which both made uh, Death by Daylight and um, Death Garden. Uh, it, while you're the predator, you're running around a third person, but if you are uh, the hunters or the military, you are uh, running around the first person. I don't know if you guys picked up on that as well. No, I totally did not see that. Playing, playing as one of the yeah. the hunters, like that would put me on edge the entire time, especially like if you're in that view. Like I'd be, I'd be kind of sweating bullets and waiting for something. Like, cause I, I mean, I can handle jump scares okay, but like I can see that being a game where I would get, you know, spooked here and there and just kind of be like stressed out the entire match, just waiting for when it was coming. Cause you know there's gonna be yeah. some like cool cloaking devices for the predator. Oh, absolutely. Can I can I cover Should myself be. in mud oh, to hide myself from the predator? I, I don't. They didn't go into detail. We're gonna get more updates coming. Definitely before April twenty fourth, twenty twenty. I mean, I like the concept. I mean, I, I can't say that it's a game I'm definitely gonna buy, but I do I do like the concept because there are advantages to being on both sides. Like I imagine being like, yeah, you're on a team, but when you're the hunt when, when you're a hunter, like you're you're kind of stressed out because there's a super beast coming after you, and when you're the super beast, the predator. You have like it can be really super fun because like you get to ta- you tactically take out every person and like you can probably take out people in pretty cool ways. And I will say that the predator like a game like this as opposed to something like Friday the Thirteenth, I, uh, I I would probably lean more towards the Predator franchise than Friday the Thirteenth. Although I will say that a big reason I never even tried Friday the Thirteenth was because of the grindiness of the trophies. So if they're gonna put any grindy aspects in this game, then it's probably gonna turn me away too. All right. The next thing announced was Babylon's Fall. It's a new RPG title from Square Enix coming in 2020. Wasn't that from Platinum Games? Yes. Uh, I think, actually, you know what? According to the the picture I'm looking at, it says Square Enix, but I think it was a collab between Platinum Games and Square Enix. Because it was, I mean, when I read about it, it was, you know, uh, from the creators of Bayonetta, which obviously is Platinum Games. Yeah, I mean, no, Square Enix and Platinum are both working on it. I do remember that from the the uh, state of play. All right, anything else you guys want to say about Babylon's Fall? No. I mean, I'm 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 a fan of Platinum Games' work. Uh, I really like the Bayonetta series. I like Vanquish. Of course, we're getting a Bayonetta Vanquish remake, which you know we talked about earlier, like on earlier on this show, but Tricky confirmed it after we stopped recording that it was actually going to come out um, as a dual uh, remaster of the both games coming out for the PS4. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm always willing to give Platinum Games a shot. Like, yeah, there have been misses, like the Teenage Mutant Turtles Brawler and Mad World. Like, there were some, I mean, I, there were good aspects of those games, but, you know, like, I, I, Platinum Games has had hits and misses, but they're a studio that no matter whether they hit or whether they miss, I'm always intrigued by what they're doing next. Alright, the next thing announced was Resident Evil Remake is confirmed. The title is coming out April 3rd of next year, and is also going to have Resident Evil Resistance, a.k.a. Project Project Resistance, as a game mode. This seemed to be the biggest news to come out of this uh, Sony State of Play, except for the fact that there was no Last of Us Part 2, and they only showed a short trailer for Ghost of Tsushima. Basically, the, the absence or lack of those two games is probably the most surprising aspect, but uh, it seems like a lot of people, like, that's the thing they're reporting most heavily and putting the headlines is that RE3 is coming back. Well, yeah, this, I mean, this was leaked ahead of time. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, caught all the news, but 
the the box art was leaked onto the PlayStation Store, so everybody knew it was coming. And then Jeff Keighley uh, noted out that there's going to be ten new uh, game reveals at the Game Awards, uh, and he said that Resident Evil Three was not one of the leaks. So none none of his uh, uh excuse me was not one of the ten reveals. <clears throat> so everybody just assumed it was going to be at the state of play, which it was. Uh, I also noted that a lot of people, because uh, I'm not a Resident Evil fan, I mean, maybe Daryl uh, could speak on this more, but a lot of people are saying that the changes to the looks of all the characters are very dramatic, and the fact that they've gotten either a hell of a lot better or a hell of a lot worse. I don't know if you guys ever played Resident Evil 3 and saw the footage. If you can comment on that. My, uh, my time with Resident Evil started with Resident Evil 5, and then it ended with Resident Evil... Well, I played some Resident Evil Revelations, and then I played some Resident Evil 6 as well. So really, my experience with the Resident Evil series has spanned three games. Um, I know, from what I've read, Resident Evil 3 was rather controversial. I, I, I don't know if it was up to snuff as, a part, as far as quality goes as to what people expected from the series, because, I mean, Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2 are revered games. I mean, that's obviously why they... Uh, they have been remade and brought back so many times, and you know, you've got um, Resident Evil Four, which brought the series back to prominence. Prominence, arguably one of the best you know games in the series, if not the best game in the series. And I know that Seven Biohazard, the most recent one, did really well too, and it restored a lot of faith that you know Six did to destroy in the series. But uh, but yeah, I mean like Capcom is you know seems to be with their remakes and what they're doing with Mega Man and Resident Evil seem to be hitting on all cylinders. It's probably some of the best stuff they're doing. So you know why not give Resident Evil Three a shot? Every like the sales of Resident Evil Two are better than the the sales of the original release. You know life to date. So I mean if you if you can make money off of Resident Evil Three, which people are willing to buy these remakes we've seen or these remasters, then go ahead. Uh, three was Nemesis, right? Sounds right, yeah. Well, 4 was not Nemesis, so it'd have to be 3. Alright. Uh, Yield, you interested in this at all? No, I'm not a Resident Evil guy. Alright, and as Alex alluded to, uh, after we got the Resident Evil thing, they came back and said, oh, we got one more thing, and they showed some footage. Uh, very, it was a very short clip of Ghost of Tsushima, and they said that we're going to be getting more footage at the Game Awards on December 12th. So disappointed. Yeah, so if you're listening to this show, Just tonight point. is when they'll be showing the uh, the Ghost of Tsushima, more footage of that, because I'm assuming, Tricky, you're trying to get this out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna. this show is actually going to come out Thursday. Um, i got to go home and edit this real quick and then put it into the show and then release the show. Uh, but obviously we'll talk more about Ghost of Tsushima on uh, Sunday when we record, which will be next week's show. Uh, but with that being said, uh, Yield, you just said you're disappointed. Why were you disappointed? Because it was the initial part of the trailer looked beautiful, and then that was it. Couple, couple, three guys pulling a cart. Sees a samurai in the distance. Little smoke bomb goes off. That's it. See you on the twelfth. It's like that's it. Really? And and and, and, and I thought. That after the last state of play, that this one took a step backwards. That we we okay. we did announce more things than before. Like the last time, I think there might have been like five or whatever. We we there was a lot more things in there, 
But yet again, there was it. Maybe because there was really nothing in my wheelhouse, it was just like, oh, okay, well that's cool. I, you know, that was kind of that was kind of my reaction to it. I feel like they fit a lot into the time that they had to present everything, and you know, it would have been easy for Sony to go out there and show The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima because that's what I was assuming they were going to do. But the fact that they showcased other games and a lot of different games and PSVR games, like, I think that Sony in recent years has gotten better about showing a wider variety of games that they have instead of just focusing on the big ones. You know, they're going to let Ghost of Tsushima shine at the Game Awards, which I think is a really good idea because people need to see more of that game. Like, I would like to see more of that game. But in this, you know, talking about dreams and getting hype up for that and talking about a couple PSVR games like Paper Animals... I think that's all a really good idea. And, you know, just highlighting your third-party relationships, like with Capcom, is always a good idea because that's the thing that Microsoft, during the 360 era, they always used to tout their third-party relationships. Well, Sony always had the better first parties, but because Microsoft's third-party support was so strong and better quality than on the PS3, like, they got a lot of good press for that. All right, well, just, just I want to make a correction. You keep calling it Paper Animals. It's actually called Paper Beast. Paper Beast, okay. Um, okay. Now, I, I, this game has me worried. I mean, it, it just seems like we got little bits of footage back and forth and nothing's really been confirmed. I mean, I'm still anticipating I, w- I want to play it, but it, it's got me worried. So and hopefully uh, tonight when you guys watch this, uh, maybe, you, you know, we'll uh, get a better understanding of what the game is. But before we close out this little segment here, gentlemen, now, this is Sony's fourth or fifth state of play. I can't remember exactly. I think it's their fourth. Uh, you know, as we do after we talk about the state of plays, what do you guys think about the state of plays? Do you want to see more of these from Sony, or would you rather they move back to the big press conferences at, like, E3 and the PSX and Paris Games Week? I personally like a shorter format, a smaller format. You know, show me what you want to show me. Get in, get out. There's plenty of other shows like the Game Awards to showcase like in big chunks your big games but i don't want to sit there for an hour hour and a half and watch just a sony press conference when there's also an e3 press conference and nintendo one and a microsoft one and an ubisoft one and an uh an ea or ea one and activision one like there's so much media to consume over those periods it's just like you know what just show me the important stuff and then get out because i don't have time to sit here and devote that much of my screen time to just one company you? I'm not opposed to them. I, I I do like the the 20 minute segments. Um, you know, maybe if you got a, a lot of some big news, maybe you could stretch it a little bit longer. I, I do like the format. I do like, and I understand the marketing of of why you're going after the select games. It's just of these four or five that have come out, there hasn't been a lot like I said, in my wheelhouse. So my overwhelming thought of it is kind of, eh. But that's just, like I said, that's just because nothing is of great interest to me. But I totally understand why they're doing it, and in that aspect, I am okay with it. Does that make sense? If you want to make Yield happy, just throw in a trailer Absolutely. for the Rocket League holiday event, and boom, you're good. <laughs> uh... You know, actually, you know, you said Rocket League, and we'll save it for next week's show, but there's some uh, controversy with Rocket League right now going on. Uh, as far as the state of place, I like the little 20-minute segments, but there's something about the big 
grandiose E3 show where they're coming out. Like, I fully expect Sony to be back in E3 uh, next year, especially since the rumor is they're going to be revealing the PlayStation 5 in a February event. Uh, so, if they do that, then you have to expect that they're going to be back on the stage in E3. Uh, PSX will probably be back next year. But I I like these little 20-minute segments because, like Alex said, get in, get out. But there's something about the grandiose of the stage show where they're coming out and they're bringing the developers out and stuff like that. I, I like watching a developer be passionate about their game and explain their game to me. You know, kind of like you guys were, were talking about Untitled Goose Game. Like, you guys have heard things, but there's something about if that developer came out and explained that game to you or why that duck is so angry or why that duck is, you know, trying to peck that guy's balls three it's times a, before he shoes him away. It's a goose. Uh, but with all that being said, uh, thank you guys and, uh, continue with the rest of the show. And we're back. And we're back. So, uh, so that was a great state of play. That was awesome. Hold on. Wait wait a minute. Let's not give them too much credit by going ahead and saying that was a great state of play. Well, it was thrilling. See, again, again, you cut me off before I finished. I was going to say that was a great state of play. Speechless. Or that was a shitty state of play. All right, so now you. So it can only, it can only be one or the other. It can only be great or <laughs> shitty. It can't be so so. It was sure, so. Why not? It was so so. Uh, all right. So obviously, you know, we're joking around here. We don't know whether it was good or bad. Um, it was ugly. But some of the things that they plan to talk about, and hopefully, we just talked about. Uh, they said that we're probably going to see more on. Uh, God, I just forgot the name of it. The samurai game. Ghost of Shishima. Thank you. Uh, now, they're saying that uh, they have 20 minutes of gameplay, uh, new game reveals, real estate announcements, uh, and more PlayStation Worldwide Studios updates. So, hopefully, uh, we were excited and we just talked about all that. So, I mean, it, like, we, could we could we assume that this is basically going to be a party for The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Shishima, and everything else is going to be, like, dedicated to a... Or, like, kept to a sizzle reel? I don't know. I mean, they're talking 20 minutes, so I don't see them going really in-depth with any games. Uh, again, this goal could be, <laughs> you know, we could be totally wrong what we're saying right now. I I, I just think it's going to be 20 minutes of just them releasing new uh, new titles. Maybe we'll get a release date for Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. So. Alright, since we don't know what we're talking about, and we, you know, I don't want to... Well, s- to be fair, we don't often jackass. know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're just going to move on. Hopefully, you know, Alex will piece what we record Wednesday into this and makes us makes all sense since everything. Wait, all you're right, patching so it in, last... though. I'm editing the show proper, and you're patching in the other. Fair enough. I forgot I was doing that. All right, so maybe I'll, I'll make us sound all good. All right, so our last topic before we get on to our topic of the week. Uh, why is this computer running so damn slow today? Oh, no, you bought a gaming computer. Why is it running so slow? I, I don't know. Uh, okay, so the headline reads, PlayStation is no longer interested in making handhold co- handheld consoles. Haven't so I said this on the show before that they shouldn't make any more handheld consoles? Okay, but now, <laughs> I, but see, that, title is a little misleading. Alright, this article is coming from IGN. 
Uh, it's written by Chris Priestman. Uh, Sony has confirmed that it doesn't consider itself it, it to be in the business of making handheld gaming consoles anymore. That means we should expect a follow-up to the PSP or the Vita anytime soon, if ever. President and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, weekly spoke to Game Informer for a feature that looks back at the 25-year history of PlayStation consoles. As part of this, he remembered the PlayStation Vita and confirmed there were no plans for any more PlayStation consoles like it in the future. Quote, PlayStation Vita was a brilliant in many ways, and the actual gaming experience was great, but clearly it's a business that we're no longer in now. End quote. Uh, his words parallels those of Jack Tretton, former CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment, when he spoke to IGN about the PlayStation Vita back in 2016. Quote, now that I don't work there anymore, I think eternally it was, hey, this is a great machine, it's just too late. The world has shifted to portable devices that aren't dedicated gaming machines. So, with that being said, going back to Jim Ryan's quote, he says, it's a business that we're no longer in now. So I think the headline is a little misleading because they're saying that they're never going to make another handheld when clearly they're just saying right now we're not doing it. So what do you guys think? Like, you both own Vitas. Um, I mean, I'm, it, it was a great machine. It just, we, I guess we could all agree that Sony just didn't support it the way we wish they would have. I mean, well, I, they did. They did if you're an RPG person. I, 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 I think it was especially something. popular in Japan, and it did have it did find you know a market here in the U.S. and abroad. But I think for the most part, it was never going to be as popular as the DS. And I think that Sony saw that, and I, I think partially they decided that hey, we can't support the play- we can't fight a war on two fronts. Essentially, we can't fight it on the home console uh, front, and then also in the handheld arena. So I think they kind of conceded at some point to the DS no! and to Nintendo and. Yes, to mobile phones as well. And as we've seen, like, you know, it didn't necessarily hurt Nintendo to stay in that market for such a long time, but mobile phones rule, like, handheld gaming these days. And even Nintendo stepped away from that. So, I think that in general, like, it's a good move by Sony. Like, whether they come back into it or not, I think that focusing on the home console arena is the best place that they can... Be. I don't think they need to be near handheld because again, it's it's all just mobile these days. Like you think about how many how many kids out there have phones. Like teenagers, young adults have phones. Adults, all pretty much all adults have phones if you can afford one. And how many of them play games? All of them play cheap games a lot of times. You know, high quality games at this point too. So, like, like why would people buy a handheld like a two hundred dollar handheld from Sony or Nintendo? All right, not to cut you off, but you remember how you yelled goal? Yeah. They just literally scored the goal on my feed right now. <laughs> See, I gave you a heads up. <laughs> I, I that was a long freaking delay. Now, well, listeners, I'm uh, I'm watching the game on through my phone on Chromecast onto my studio TV. So there's a hell of a delay because that horn went off. I was never missed a beat in his explanation. Yelled, yelled, gold. I looked at to watch the goal. And 45 seconds later is when they finally scored it. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I heard it going on, but I didn't let it shake me. No, I'm talking about yield screaming goal. <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that. All right. <laughs> All right, so going off that, I, I yeah, Alex, what I agree with you. What were we talking like, about? 
The PlayStation Vita. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 I'm still in my gold mode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wish they would make a Vita 2. I wish they would support it. I mean, maybe what we saw on the uh, those little N- Nintendo-esque NES controllers, maybe that's their version of the Vita 2? I don't know. I it, it, everything's up in the air, and like we're, you know, we're speculating a lot. Yeah, but but you're uh, also and, in that sense like you're thinking that there is a controller, like a, a almost like a smaller console itself that will be able to be used with a larger console that docks into the TV, much like you know you had remote play with the PSP and the PS3, and you know they never really did a ton with that, or they did not maximize the the advantage they had by, you know, using those two consoles in concert. So I, I wouldn't expect that from Sony at this point either. Alright. Uh, so let's go on to more speculation into our topic of the week. Uh, now, our topic of the week, the question I'm going to pose to you gentlemen is uh, uh, in the topic of the week there are two links. One is uh, a, pic, uh, a picture of the PlayStation 5 dev kit. Uh, that's been widely circulated. I'm sure you guys have seen that picture many times. Yes. And and then the second link is a like a two minute video, which I hope you guys watched. Um, basically showing what a fan thinks the PlayStation Five is going to look like, because obviously it's not going to look like the dev kit. So the question I have to you, and the, for the top of the week is, what do we think about the way the fan made PlayStation Five looks? And what do we really want out of the PlayStation 5? Like, what what features are you hoping to have? What features are you hoping to keep? What features are you hoping they drop? So, uh, Yield, I don't know if you watched the video yet. I'm watching it now. Okay, so as you're watching now, describe what you like, what you don't like. And listeners, I'm going to put this link in the, uh, the summary. So... Uh, you guys can watch the video too. Uh, you'll tell us what you what you're seeing and what you think about what you're seeing. Well, what I've seen so far about 50 seconds into it, I think I like the design of. And I, I like the design that he is is guessing over the dev kit one because it's not as deep as a V, and. The air vents seem to be more on the outside rather than in the middle, where you could, where on the dev kits, you look like you could still suck the dust from one side to the other. I mean, even though you're blowing it out or whatever. And I, I like the fact that it looks like you got four USB charges instead of just two. I, I always like the, the ability to have more instead of just the two. So that's what I've seen so far. All right, Alex. What do you think about what you what the video shows? Well, I'm still looking at it. you. You talk for a little bit, tricky. All right. So, I mean, well, you know, let me ask you this because uh, you know just why we give Alex some time to watch it. What do you think about the controller? Like the it, the the fan concept is showing that there's kind of like a, a video screen where the touchpad is on the DualShock Four. What do you think about that? You know, I'm just seeing that. Um, it's slick. A video screen instead of a touchpad. I said the same thing with the touchpad. I'll say the same thing with this video screen. If it's true. If used correctly. 
it would be the bee's knees. All right. There's only been a couple of games I've played where the touchpad was really utilized good. Or I felt it was utilized really well. Other than that, it's basically kind of like a, a map button or a giant pause button is really all that it boils down to for me. All right, and what, 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 some other things I'm noticing here is there are two HDMI slots on the back of the console. Uh, I saw that, can, that. Is that good for streamers? Well, that could be one of two things. That could be for streamers, and that could also be uh, similar to what the Xbox One does, where you can plug your cable box into the back of the PlayStation, and then the other ones, uh, one's an in, one's an out, so you can plug something into the console, preferably your cable box, and then uh, the other one's an out running to your TV whatnot. The other thing I noticed is on the top right of the console, it seems like there's two cameras there. Yeah, I wondered, could, I wondered what that, that, that's what that was. That, that could possibly be uh, for improvements with PlayStation VR. Uh, more, you would know, that, be, would that be like if VR is implemented already into the console? When you buy the console, that, you have VR capabilities? That's that's the speculation, yeah. Because they were it was long before we even saw this or anything like that. Uh, a lot of people suggested that the PlayStation VR Sony would be smart to integrate the VR technology into the system already. Because uh, right now, what I have for the PlayStation VR is you know I have like this little control box. Go! They're on fire. Uh, it, there's like a little control box with a long wire. Uh, you know, the speculation is, is that the next iteration of the PlayStation VR is going to be wireless. Although there are many hurdles to, uh, overcome with that because the lag issues, the interference issues, stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm just looking at this now, obviously, like I said, this is all fan made, excuse me, there's nothing confirmed, but. This does look like, you know, some of the things we talked about. If they integrated the, the, the two cameras, the screen on the controller, all this stuff to make it wireless. This does seem like more of like a pipe dream of what the PlayStation 5 is going to look like. But it's also uh, confirming a lot of things they uh, yeah. have confirmed well, yet. And, and I've, I like the design, this concept design. That's what I meant to say earlier. I like this better than the dev kit design. I, I, I have a fear of all those vents in the middle. Although I do like that V design. I, f- I, 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 I like the V over the concept. I, I, I like the deep V design. I'm just concerned of the placement of all the vents. Because all the vents are right there in the middle and on the outside. So I don't really think how that helps with cooling. I like, so I like the concept design because we still we have more instead of a a lay down V, we have more of a vertical V. It's just not as deep, and the vents are all on the outside, all right, bl- let's, uh... blowing it away. And I like, like I said, if the controller is legit, I like it. All right, I don't want to cut you off there, but Alex, I kind of cut you off on your presence. What do you think about everything you've seen? Well, I can't seem to find this fan made one. I, I obviously see the dev kit one that you're talking about, but I don't see the fan made one. You got to click. Excellent. Click it's the, the link that's directly underneath it. Click the one that says PlayStation 5 Introduction. That's a separate link. Okay, well, because they talk about in uh, on IGN when they're talking about the dev kit, they say that there's no indication that 
this is i mean they give reasons why the the dev kit is designed the way it is because yield was talking about how the fans are all like you know they're blowing essentially hot air into each other by having themselves in the middle uh, well okay well if you if you look at the picture uh, on ign of the dev kits uh and this is for you to yield if you look to the right of the tv that is actually the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation... Excuse me, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 dev kits. Well, what I was going to say is that they talk about in the article how there's no indication that this design for this dev kit will be anything similar to the the release of the PlayStation 5. Well, I mean, as you can see in the pictures, I mean, obviously the 3 and the 4 dev kits look nothing like what they released. So, but I, I happen to like the way this dev kit looks. Yeah, I'm not, but like I, I said, I'm, I'm the only, my only opposing... Or, uh, thing to it is all is the vents in the middle right unless that was unless it was more of a that's the inlet and then the ones on the outside are the outlet i could kind of be okay with that but i'm still afraid of it because you're still going to draw the heat in as it's rising out of the console i mean i definitely like the look Uh, i mean the 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 dev kit itself looks like a spaceship it almost looks like a star trek spaceship so it looked kind of big and bulky. Uh, the fan-made one, the fan-made five, is definitely very sleek, and I like it. It also like it kind of reminds me of like say like a TiVo, a TiVo or something like that that you would hook up to your uh, your TV and like you would re- like have it record stuff. Like it's not like this big boxy thing. It's like got rounded edges. I don't know. I, I like it. It looks very sleek. I don't like the controller with the the video screen in the middle. I don't like that. Um, not that they have like, not that the the touch screen or the touchpad on the front of the four DualShock was any was you know is good. Like Yield said, it, it was kind of hasn't been used very well by Sony. Um, I do like that they have a share button up the left uh, at the top left of the PS4 controller. So I wish I hope that returns. Uh, but as far as like that controller, I mean, yeah, it looks very similar. Uh, I like that. But the video screen, like, I don't want a video screen in the middle of my controller. Especially something like that emits light or some kind of picture that can distract me, say, if I'm playing the console on the television. I also, to be honest, don't want to play or have to look at things on a screen that small. I want a bigger screen to look at things. And, you know, I, I don't want, like I said, I don't want anything to distract me from what I'm doing if I'm playing on the TV. And I feel like that's going to emit some light. Whereas on the, the DualShock 4, you have the light, like you have the little light on the back of the, uh, or at least on the top of the controller, but that's not as big of a. A distraction is something like that would be on the very front of the. Because you were talking about the uh, the share button. If you look in the the concept video, uh, right above where the PlayStation button is between the two analog sticks, it looks like uh, when he made the controller, he moved the options and the share button down, turned them to the side, and then right above the uh, right right by oh the by the PS button. Home button. Well, yeah, because we're having we're used to having the original DualShock. We had the the start of the select. select button down towards the middle more. Whereas, right. like, yeah, I did notice that where the, the buttons were taken from the top like they are on the PlayStation 4 controller and moved down. I mean, I, I would like that right. just as long as there's a button I, there. I understand your concern for the video screen. The only the only reason that, that I like it is for the possibilities of, and I, let's say like a game like Uncharted or something along that lines where you could use the video screen on your controller as like, an inventory system? An inventory system, or like, uh, let's say like the Vita did for Golden Abyss, where you did the rubbings, and you had to clean off artifacts to see what they were. 
stuff like that. Stuff, stuff, and little interactive stuff that you could do that you can do on a small touch screen that you can't do on a big screen. Something like that would work. I would say it would work for a, an interactive mini map, but then you got to look down to look back up again. And depending on what kind of game you're playing, that could kill the pacing. All right. Well, we we've talked uh, because of the concept of video and the the look at the dev kit about some features that uh, we may or may not want. Is there anything else you guys want? Like, can think off the top of your head that you don't want returning from the PlayStation Four, or that you do want coming to the PlayStation Five? Well, I will say, Tricky, before uh, Yield can answer that, uh, it does look that little light sensor on the back of the DualShock Four is returning at least in this fan made controller. Like, it looks like that returns. At the top of the controller. Well, we also we also seen that in the um, uh, the patent. Uh, I, I think that was last week we were talking about. Uh, they they actually have a patent of what the DualShock Five is going to look like, and we that was uh, part of the uh, the patent where the light bar was there. But also on that patent was the touchscreen coming back. But uh, you know, according to this concept video, that the touchscreen is being replaced by the video screen. So there's a lot of similarities. I mean. If you if you look in the last week's agenda, you can kind of like look for that link. You can see the patent for it, and you know you can basically see what they're saying the DualShock Five is going to look like. Uh, Yield, you were saying, I you know I don't really have an issue with the the four. I mean, it hasn't burned out like my threes have. So as long as you know they make them well and they last. I, I don't really have a problem. I, I like the more the more USB ports. Um, you know, I mean, I think four might be too many, but I don't really know if you could go with, with three. I don't know if you could go with an, an odd number. So I'm I'm fine with that. I'm I like I like what I see. I'll put it that way. So is there is is there anything on the PlayStation? Uh... Is there anything you want on the PlayStation 5 that you did not get on the PlayStation 4? Nah, not, not uh, as of right now. I don't think so. Okay, and, and anything on the 4 that you do not want on the 5? Mm, no, it's all, hard, it's all a, a better integrated PlayStation network. Okay. Alex, let's move on to you. Anything that the 4 doesn't have that you want to see on the 5? You know, like Yield, I don't have many complaints. I will say that with that uh, the fan-made PS5, I do prefer the more matte texture, the more matte finish to the consoles themselves because I feel like that whole, the very glossy, slick look to it would show wear and tear and age more. And, like, that kind of thing, like, matters to me. So I like the more matte finish of the PS4. And, you know, the P- we also saw that on the PS3. Because remember, the, the original PS3, the fat PS3, was a very glossy finish to it. And I preferred... You know what I'm talking about. You look you look confused. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I like the more matte finish to a console, which is the only thing that I would say that the controllers and the console itself and the fan-made one had a more glossy finish, and I would prefer a more matte finish to that. Uh, I guess my thing is I want to see... If you're going to include functionality into the controller in particular, use it. We've already talked about the touchpad, but if you're going to use that video screen or you're going to include that yeah, use into it. the controller, I could easily see that being something that they put in there for show and then never use it or use it for like one or two games. Because that, that, like, that's what Sony does. I mean, 
they will come out with all these new things, these new features and everything like this. The only thing you can count on, though, is that they'll support the PS5 console or the PlayStation 4 console or their home console, and everything else will just kind of be like a bell and whistle that isn't really given that much support. Yeah, because they don't want to force developers to have to use it, but then you've always got these one or two developers that's like, man, I can use this in my game, and they do, and then other people will just use it as a gimmick, and it doesn't really work in their game, and everybody else goes, well, I don't have to, so why? And then they don't. But if you're going to include a video screen in there, use it, make it like functional, don't just have it be like a light emitter, or something that's going to be like, you know... Hey, you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Hope you're enjoying it. I, like, just make it useful. Um, as far, like, I don't really know as far as, like, hardware what more we could ask for. I mean, the PlayStation 4, like, it, it only has two USB ports in the front, and they're solving that with the 5, you know, we would assume, by, you know, talking about, like, having it having four, four slots, correct? Looks right. that way, at Yeah, least. which, I mean, you would figure, for me and Yield, would factor more in, like, more like couch co-op or something like that, like more going back to the old school of like like where you had like the GameCube or the N64, where you had um, four slots for controllers or you know whatever you wanted. The has any PlayStation console ever had more than two? The original uh, PlayStation Three started off with four, but then when they did away with backwards compatibility and came out with the second iteration, they dropped down to two. Because even the, going the back to the PS1 and PS2, there were only two controller slots, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah, and the, the PlayStation 4 Pro actually has three. Um, two in the front and one in the back. And generally, that was, uh, in my opinion, that was designed because you have to play, you have to plug the um, PlayStation VR into a USB slot. So they just put a USB slot on the back of it so you can plug the VR in. But there is a third one on the 4 Pro. But would somebody be able to plug in, say, if you had a friend over and each one of you had your own VR headset? Yeah, you could. You plug you it could into use it that too. two of the the sockets in the front of the PS5, and each of you use your own VR headset. Yeah, yeah, you can. All, all the USBs work exactly the same. I'm, I, my thought is they just put it in the back because it's just a way to hide that one wire that has to be plugged in for the VR. So this this would be yet another change that they would potentially make to foster or facilitate VR use. I that well one that's assuming that I mean they've already said that the PlayStation VR will work with the PlayStation 5. But we're also anticipating that there's going to be a new VR or VR 2. Um well I'm sure my, I'm sure there will be. I mean this is Sony yeah, after my, all. I mean my opinion is you're probably not going to see the VR 2 until Second 2022, year. Yeah. 2022, 2023, because it, the VR, because the rumor is the PlayStation 5 is going to cost anywhere between four and $500. The VR 2, you have to assume, is probably going to cost $400 as well, if they can somehow break it down to $300. But asking people to spend $800 is going back to the old Sony of, oh, you'll get a second job to buy all our shit. So they would be smart to put the PlayStation 5 on the market Wait a year or two, maybe three, then put the VR2 on the market. So you spread out the, the cost. But will, so, will the the PlayStation VR, when uh, when PS5 comes out, would you be able to plug in the current iteration of PSVR and play it on that? Yes. Yes. 
So, yeah, so in answer to your question, do I think it's uh, trying to free up USB slots? Yes. Um, but I, again, you know, speculating on the concept video, if they do wind up putting cameras, which I, I you know, now that I think about it, it's probably not a smart idea because they're probably going to want to sell the, the PlayStation camera separate, a more money making thing. Um, but if they, you know, if they, if they are going to a wireless VR setup, then the four USB slots uh, might just be overkill. What else do you think they would use the the USB slots for besides, like, say, external storage or controllers? Well, just recently, uh, I started using an external hard drive on my PlayStation in my studio, and I've come to find out because I have um, my scuff controller, which is uh, linked to my PlayStation Four in my in my living room. Um, in order for me to use it on the studio, I have to plug it in and have it wired. I also have the um, the headset, the, my Astro headset plugged in, and then the external drive. Well, if I'm not using the scuff controller, I had the other two plugged in. Come to find out, I said, you know what, let me just go use a USB hub to plug all the things in. And come to find out, I cannot use the external hard drive to play my games off of through the hub. It has to be plug directly into the PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4. So, I'm assuming that they're just trying to make sure there's enough slots so you can plug things directly into, because I'm going to also assume that you couldn't put the place, uh, the VR into a hub as well. Like, that has to be connected directly. So, my idea is that if they're putting four USB spots, it's probably just to make sure that you can plug things directly into it and not have to get a hub and run into that problem, because right now, I can't play a game in my studio uh, wearing the headset, playing the game, and using my scuff controller at the same time unless I unplug the, the PlayStation VR. I mean, so. Going kind of back to our discussion, I've never really had an issue with the PlayStation controllers. I've always liked the DualShock controllers. And, um, yeah, like, like I said, just if you're going to put functionality in there, make sure you use it and you get the most out of it. And uh, as far as like you know, I like they always you know Sony has good quality studios, so software is going to be there. As far as like the hardware, you know, I mean, Yield says like online integration. I don't. Yes, it could be better, and I guess yes, we could all benefit from that. But as far as playing online, I can already do what I want to do on the PlayStation Four. As far as like Crash Team Racing or Rocket League or whatever it may be. So me being more of like a, a single player person, I, I don't don't really know what I could want out of the network. Um, well, play- I, I meant as in like the the you know how when you go into the the store, it's it's not user friendly. I think it has become more user friendly. It, for me, it, like, it, yeah, know, it's getting better. I know how to find what I want to find, and a lot of times it's just like how do I find the PlayStation you know Plus deals or like the free games or how do I find the deals in the store? So for me, my experience with it, like I I can find exactly what I want to find pretty quickly. The only thing I hate is having to type out on the damn DualShock when I go to the search function, like having to type that out on the controller. That that's kind of annoying, but that's that's my own fault for just having a DualShock to type it on. All right, let's close out the show, Joe. Hold on, Tricky. Oh, what do you want to see from the PlayStation Five? Because you're the more tech wizard. You're the tech savvy one of yeah. all of us. So I mean, you like know, I was... you're in on this discussion. What would you like to see from? the PlayStation 5 that maybe is lacking in the PlayStation 4. Also, your shirt, it's a Firefly shirt, right? It's 
Yes. It's from yes. The Last of Us. I got this at uh, E3. You got this at a flyer, Firefly, Firefly Rally? No, it was... Uh, you bastard. I think it was at E3. It was either E3 or PAX. It was, oh. it was it was PAX. And I'm sure you paid way too much for that. No, I got it for free. What were you... Because I told him how much of a Last of Us fan I were was. Were you showing some I... skin or were you such I... a brown noser that they gave you a free I'm, t-shirt? I'm always showing skin. I'm always showing skin. Do we really right, want to uh, go there? No, we don't. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just want to see... Hold on a second. Yes. Um, I want to see a, a system that can be powerful enough to do all the things that I want to be able to do. And because, like right now, if I try to stream from the system, there's a little bit of a lag. Uh, I notice that, like games that I play, like Division Two, it bogs down the system. So. When I hit the PlayStation button to go back into the menus, there's like a 10-second delay before I can actually start moving around the, the, the system. Uh, some games I play, like uh, Death Stranding, it makes my console sound like an aircraft carrier is taking off. Um, stuff like that. Like, I, I want to be able to play my system without taxing the system. If, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the PS4 doesn't work nearly as hard. The fans don't work nearly as hard as the old PS3 did. That True. Uh, so make, make better improvements on that. But it just seems like certain games tax the the system more. Like, I could play Lego, and my system found, sounds perfectly fine. But if I play The Division or Death Stranding or God of War... Yeah, it sounds like an aircraft grab- carrier. Yeah, mine does the same. Yeah, so let's work on that. Let's make sure that's not a thing. Uh, you know, if my if my uh, if my console has to look like that dev kit to provide more airflow, I'm for it. Like I said, I that dev kit, I I, I don't have a problem with it. I I kind of see what uh, you were saying about the airflow, but I I think that could be a good thing. I mean, the last thing Sony would want is uh, a Red Ring of Death situation. Well, that's why I said, as long as it's not turning around and sucking back in the same dust or heat that it's trying to blow back out because everything's confined, I'm okay with it. Because, like, like, like we both agreed upon, our PlayStations, some games sound like aircraft carriers. I mean, definitely redo the PlayStation Store. Uh, make that a little bit more uh, user-friendly. Uh, and the other thing well, is... Well, hold on. Like, Do you guys remember when people would buy, like, cooling devices and, like, extra fans to put on their gaming consoles because they would overheat so much? I have three of them myself. I feel like and those I, aren't as necessary, though, these days. Like, I've never had an issue. Like, my PlayStation 4 is out in the open. I've never had an issue with it overheating. And I play, you know, for good good stretches. Well, it's not overheated, but it did sound like the fans are kicked on to overdrive. Oh, yeah, especially, like, when you play Uncharted 4. Woo! Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, like, keep the trophies, obviously, because if our trophies go away, I think we'd, uh, all cry, especially me. Um, but yeah, I mean, just make a good console that, you know, we don't have to worry about, and, you know, it's gonna work. Yeah, you buy one console, and that's it. 
Well, not me. I have to buy like five. Well, but. yeah, but you know what I mean. You don't have to buy yeah. another one because your system burn out. See, I the, the old adage is like they can make a Cadillac that will last you fifty years, but they don't because they can make the money in parts. You know, let, let's get away from that thinking and just make a good console. Take the time, make a good console. Hell, I don't even care if we wait until 2025 to get the new console. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, I'm cool. Uh, I mean, now, with that being said, am I buying the PlayStation 5 day one? Yeah, Absolutely. But, I like, right now, like, I was in a discussion with somebody. The, the jump from, like, Nintendo to the Super Nintendo, the PlayStation 1, the PlayStation 2, like, we always saw a big graphics... You're done with you that. Know, jump. You're done with that. Yeah. Now you're looking at the, they're talking about the the PlayStation Five and the Scarlet. Uh, they're gonna be able to run 8K, which is great. But unless you're a fucking millionaire, you're not buying an 8K television. Well, that and your eye only registers 1080, so it's just gonna look crisper. It's gonna look brighter. You're gonna have more yeah. things going on in the background. There's there's gonna be more things your NPCs can do and. You're going to see the more of the gri- blades of grass and the leaves and all that stuff. Right, and like like when I'm playing Death Stranded, it don't get me wrong, it's nice to be able to you know walk over a cliff and be able to see uh, what I would you know just assume is like miles in the distance and see the snow on top of a, a mountaintop or something like that. That stuff is nice, but it it really all boils down to the gameplay. I mean, Sony made a big change going from the three to the four. You know, they weren't as cocky. They weren't, you know, they really focused on the games and, you know, making sure good quality games came out. So, just so, stay with that. what's selling you on the PS5 is the games and not the hardware, which will be compared to PCs. <laughs> well, without the hardware... The games won't run. But you're talking it. about gameplay. You were saying that oh, the snow on the mountains in the way off in the way right. is nice, but Be- the gameplay is what matters. Hell, there were great games on the PS2 that didn't have ha- like like anywhere near the power of the modern PCs. Okay, you, you, you're twisting my words there, sir. But there is my a tw- point- like I'm making a good point though. Be- my well, without the power of the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. We won't be able to have those big open world games because the world won't feel as alive. But as, you don't you need know, a great. Op- you don't need an open world game to have good gameplay. True. Okay. The but, Horizon Zero. But the people that do want, but the but in your in your, uh, just use one of your favorite games. If the PlayStation Five can run Horizon Zero Dawn, and make each town feel more alive because more people are walking around, more people are talking, more people are interacting. That's where the power and the technology comes into play. Where in, instead of being able to maybe only hold, say, four people in a town, they can have a hundred people in that town and make that town feel more alive. But no matter how alive a town play. feels, that is an aspect of the game, yes. But that's not the core gameplay. And that's... That, how much time do you sit around in a city in a video game looking around and being like oh man there's a lot of people here this feels like a real experience I, now i do it a lot i did it in death stranding i did it in horizon i did it in spider-man you know in spider-man i literally sat on the corner for like a half an hour just listening to the people walk by 
watch the traffic go by. But it goes back to what I said in a Facebook chat. It's not going to be hardware that sells the PS5. It's going to be games. Games sell video game consoles, and the specs sell a computer or a PC. All right. So let's move on to this because we well, have, hold, hold on. I, I do. I do want to say. Oh my. A few Lord. things like about as far as like you know the PlayStation Five or what I want to see. I definitely want to see like obviously I want PlayStation Five or PlayStation Plus to came back because I think it's a really good deal. I just re up during Black Friday. I love cloud saving. I love the deals on games and the the PlayStation Plus free games we get every month. So continue with that, and um, I'm not really sure what they can do to improve it, uh, other than just improving online for the PlayStation, you know, in general. But uh, I definitely also want to see crossplay. I want to see crossplay become a bigger aspect of the PlayStation Five. Why? Because I want to be play, able to play with anybody, whether they're on a Nintendo or an Xbox. I want everyone to be able to play with each other, regardless of the console that they opt to purchase. Fair enough. All right. Before we go into our housekeeping, I forgot to I put a question into our Facebook group for people to ask questions. Some I'm gonna read every question, but some of these are just ridiculous. Uh, first question comes from homework. It's stuff. Are you going to read Daryl's trophies on the show? Yes. Not not normally. Uh, any chance I have, I'm going to edit them out. But this week, I'm not going to edit it out because you'll did successfully fool me. Uh, CJ says, "What games are you looking forward to getting into over the holiday break?" You'll let's start with you. Oh, jeez. So, uh. I'm going to try to finish out Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I think I'm going to try to dabble into some King's Quests. Maybe play some of the smaller games. Uh, Everyone's Gone to Rapture. Maybe some Journey. Really kind of dive into my backlog. Maybe finally get into uh, Wolfenstein. Stuff like that. All right. Alex? You know, I've kind of purchased all the games that I plan to play through the holiday season. You know, Luigi's Mansion, Pokemon Shield. So, I mean, I've kind of already splurged on the games I wanted to buy. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, all the holiday events for Pokemon Go. But I'm also going to keep my eyes on the PlayStation Network because there's going to be a lot of sales coming up for the holidays. You know, I checked oh, yeah. Black Friday to see what they had on sale. And, Did you, you pick know, up the anything? PlayStation Plus free games that come out uh, in January. I'm going to keep my eyes open during the holiday season because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff on sale and a lot of stuff, you know, decently cheap. But uh, as far as, like, what's coming out this year, I mean, there's not really a big game for the PlayStation 4 coming out. So I'm not really, like, unless it's, like, some indie game on the network or, you know, a big sale on another game that I've been wanting to play, I don't really have a lot of plans as far as the PlayStation goes. All right. Uh... He also said, hold a chair open for me for episode 413. I would love to join if all possible. CJ, you are always invited, sir. Uh, You know, I don't even know why I'm going to read this on the show. Well, then don't. Daryl says, if your life depended on it, which part of your body would you put a spider into, and why is it your butt? Okay, moving on. Yes. Well, clearly because Uh, the spider would suffocate and die back there. And if you're going to poop it out, I mean, you might as well just go the quickest route. Alex, I'm actually mad you gave that a legitimate answer. Yeah, that's actually... Bravo! You I'm read it on the show! I know, but I'm mad that you actually gave it a legitimate answer. I'm not! I am proud of you, sir. Uh, Daryl goes on and says, at what point in the show will you read Daryl's trophy count? 
Uh, we already answered that. Yeah, yield was awesome. Uh, Daryl then wants to know, can you guys just make kissing noises into the microphones for 30 seconds straight and then rate who's the better kisser? No, that's no, not happening. it's not happening. We'd have to do that in uh, person, Dar- sir. We'd have to have a, a kissing contest in person. Uh, Daryl then goes, how long has PG Spoilers been the flagship show of Proven Gamer? Never. Never. Well, there Darryl was there was said- that one Tomb Raider episode, but... By well, golly, it, yeah. it didn't make it if to the press. If that one would have gotten released, woo-hoo-hoo! But Daryl was not a part PG of that. PG spoilers would be totally different, and Daryl would not yeah, be a part of it. But anyway. Uh, Daryl then goes on to say, when are you guys going to have a crossover with the Loop Bros podcast, all them hosts, and me with no breaks? Uh, we like our audience, so never. Yeah, there you go. We don't associate with losers. No breaks. What? What is this? Is this the endless set list on Guitar Hero? Has, hashtag Trophy War. <coughs> Losers. Hey, G8, we ever get our trophies yet? We have not. Okay, just saying. I don't, <laughs> also, have, uh, I don't people, have mine. You can say they were salty about losing, but also we're not the best winners either. We're not very sportsmanlike because we're still bringing it up three years later. Oh, we're going to bring, I want my damn trophies. We're going to bring it up 20 years later. I would like to have one because, doggone it, I put in a lot of effort into that. I don't think you actually won a trophy, did you? No, because you chumped out the Platinums to beat me and Alex by, like, two. <laughs> I wanted to win. I technically had the most Platinums because I didn't double up any games. All right, um... Homer then says, when is the next PG Gamer Night with the fans of the podcast? Uh, I'd love to schedule that. The problem is, is that the three of our schedules only really line up on the weekends, and that's when we record. But I would love to have a a Gamer Night, set them up for Yield or Alex or myself to show up on any particular night. Uh, We can definitely look forward to doing stuff like that. Rocket League! I got Alex. And then the last question comes from Homer, says, which fan... Is your favorite to interact with? Hear from. Shoot, I already know the answer. It's Homer gets stuffed. Well, uh, Alex, I'll let you go. Who's your favorite fan to interact from? Uh, you know, I, this is gonna be taking the easy way out, but I don't really have like a favorite. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, like, I don't really have a favorite. Like, I enjoy interacting with all like everyone who contributes regularly. Like. For different reasons, like everyone, like just like we, each of us, bring our own personality to the show, like I think everyone outside of the show brings their own personality to, like, their their own contributions to the PG community. So, I mean, like, I always enjoyed, you know, talking to Sid and talking about trophies with Sid, and I always like, you know, talking to CJ and, you know, talking to Daryl and talking to, um, you know, really just, uh, like... I don't know, like, I, I can't really think of anyone who I would say, yeah, that's my favorite person to talk to. Like, I, I just enjoy talking to everybody because, like, everybody, like, brings their own expertise to the community and, like, strengthens the community through, you know, they their chatter. All right, Yield? I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I mean, when Daryl stays on point and doesn't get all his goofy, spidery kisses stuff, when, he's, when, <laughs> when he stays on point, you know, he's... It, it, he's it, good. He's good. It's it, it's enjoyable. He brings different aspects to, to, you know, to a discussion to where you're like, well, hey, you know, I didn't think about that without straight out going, oh no, you're wrong, troll, 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 you know, like some people do. Um, 
you know, and the same with CJ, you know, he brings a different aspect from being on his side of the world. I mean, like, Daryl's really fun to podcast with. Steven's really fun to podcast with. Andy is, too. When he shows up. Uh, You've also got JT. Who doesn't love JT and the banter that he tosses in there and how much shit he gives Tricky? Like, (laughs) you know, and, and like, there's always Donnie. Donnie, you know, comes around every once in a while, but he's he's fun to to, uh, always podcast with. Yeah, he did. The uh, the back and forth between he and Tricky, the secret marriage... When they went and eloped a few years ago, like that never gets old, and it, it's always red hot, no matter how long it's been it since was, they talked. It was turning into every single episode, me and him were fighting. <laughs> every single episode. All right, and and my answer is kind of a sappy answer. Uh, I, I, I agree with everything. All. No, I mean, <clears throat> I agree with everything that Allison Yield just said. But actually, my favorite fan to uh, talk to and interact with is somebody new, like somebody that finally has reached out. You know. And said, hey, I listen to the show. Uh, the first time interactions with CJ, Sid. You know, the first time a fan comes up to us and says, hey, listen, I like your show. Or, hey, your show shit. Either way, it's always fun to talk to that new person to get that interaction from. I mean, that that's why we do this. I mean, like, I, I was recently on, and not to plug myself, but uh, I was re- recently on episode 30 of the Push to Play podcast Shame with plug. CJ. <coughs> Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Um, and it, you know, he he was asking me questions, and it it was just one of those times where I just relaxed. I didn't have an agenda in front of me. I didn't have like an outline. I just sat there and talked, and it, it's amazing. Like the, that's the how Yield and I do every show. You want to try it? <laughs> it's it's yeah, amazing. Well, I, wish, I, I wish I could on a weekly basis, but you know, we get people that don't watch videos until we're actually recording. Yeah, but see, you got a live quote-unquote, a live reaction to the video, not a predetermined yeah. one. See, it, that's the best stuff. We're not scripted. We're, we're just letting it hang out there. Yeah, but you're not the one that has to go in and edit out three minutes of silence while somebody watches a video. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. Well, um, I was I was, I was was uh, directing that towards Yield. Hey, I try not to necessarily do that. I try to just fake my way through it. Yeah, fake it until you make it. That's right. Yeah, and, and like I, I also want to make and, very hey, clear that I would like to say if somebody would have said, "Hey, there's a video. Watch this before we record." I generally do try to watch that so that way it keeps the show flowing, and it's not like I haven't watched it yet. Which really, I, which is what I did in the beginning. Re- you, you you really want to go down that path with me right now, sir? Why did you put it in the Facebook group? Because I haven't checked it in a few days. I about I put four links in the Facebook chat today. Oh well, you, today I ain't checked today. I've been watching football. How do you not check like a halftime? Because I'm checking my fantasy team at halftime. Oh, you are so fired. <laughs> what does this make? Like ten? I'm catching up with Donnie now. Did you Did you see what I named last week's episode? No, I didn't. Fired and rehired. Fired and rehired. <laughs> Did I get fired right. again and I wasn't around to hear it? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right, so... Also, I want to make it clear that just because like, if we didn't mention someone who regularly contributes, like, that doesn't mean we don't value contribution or we don't enjoy speaking oh, absolutely. with you. Oh, absolutely. There are just so many people that, you know, we'd be on here for 45 minutes to an hour talking about everybody. All right, speaking of 40 minutes to an hour, hopefully there our segment on the State of Play doesn't last that long. Uh, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. 
Let's clean this shit up. Oh, no, 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 no. You took a week off. You have a bunch of energy. Do it right. Let's clean this shit up. I kind of like All that. Right. Uh, now, I got a lot of criticism when I did the housekeeping last week. Some people said I did it too fast. And then I made the remark that I was trying to channel my inner Micro Machines guy. And nobody got oh, the reference. Nobody got the Micro Machine reference? Nobody got the reference. Bunch of kids. By the way, Micro Machines is coming back, by the way. Are they? Yes, they are. Oh, are they going to be better than they were before? I mean, they were pretty cool before, but... I, I don't know. Uh, I just hope they get that same guy. Alright, for anybody that didn't get the reference, anytime you watch a Micro Machines commercial, the guy spoke at like ten times the speed. Yeah. That was the joke. Alright, so ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news, reports, and generalized help on the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wide tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for official Proving Gamer. You can also catch me streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Yield? 330-PROVEN-9. 330-776-8369. Alex, what's the email? Trevioars at ProvenGamer.com It's the Troy Memorial email. Well, that's you, usually you say that. You say that it's the Troy Memorial email. You want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can contact the site at ProvenGamer. Contact the show at Trevioars. Contact me at Trickle Contact Alice at Saunders Rex. And contact Yield at Yield to No One. Although, i got to be fair to say, I think Yield is the only one that's actually active on Twitter. It, I am. But that's okay. I, I like Twitter. He doesn't check Facebook, but no. he checks Twitter. Yeah, I check Twitter. Yeah. But I, didn't ch- I haven't checked so it maybe, today. I, I, I check so maybe, it through the week because I check it at break. So maybe when I send you the videos on the week, I'll send it to you on Twitter. That's fine. I'll get the notification and I'll check it. That'll work. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts, PG Spoilers and Game Stuff. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, follow me iTunes, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, Pandora, and you can listen to Trophy Horse and Game Stuff on iHeartRadio and Spotify. And I didn't tell you gentlemen this. We have a new podcast location that Ooh. we uh, are going to. Uh, it is fairly new. A lot of people don't know about it. Santa Claus ha- Santa Claus Radio? No. Oh. If if you happen to use a Deezer, we are now on Deezer, along with GameStuff. Do we look like Buddy Holly? Not Weezer. Deezer. Oh! E-E-Z-E-R. Deezer. Oh, okay. I'm glad you got the but, reference, though. Well, I sing that song in Rock Band, which you don't play. I to be fair, it's a good it reference, is. because it is sweater weather outside. Oh! For the chili. Ooh, you know, actually, I think Weezer is actually a shitty band. Just so clear, <gasps> you know, they got some hits. Yeah, I, I I like their hits. I'm not like a huge fan, but I do like their yeah, radio but they, stuff. But they're mostly misses. Oh, okay. PlayStation Four communities. There's one for the site, Proving Gamer. There's one for the show called T Dubs Brothel. Because, uh, oh fuck it, you hate won't let us say. There you go. I, you know what. It doesn't sound right to say Jim Ryan won't let us do it. And Guild has a group that he tends to forget about, the Platinum Guild. I didn't forget about it. I did shout-outs a couple weeks ago. They were just like yes. two months late. 
<laughs> well, I didn't forget. Uh, well, I did. You did the forget. Week, but... All right, so Alex, tell us about Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a charity initiative that every month bundles together digital media, mostly uh, computer games, PC games, uh, as well as books, all this kind of different stuff, and they sell them at a reduced price. Essentially, you are... Uh, putting naming your price for a bundle it's tiered so if you you know bid the lowest you're you know you're not going to get everything whereas if you spend more money like 10 to 20 dollars you'll probably get more out of that bundle and uh yeah it goes to charity so the more money you can give definitely the better uh but definitely go to homebundle.com to check and to see what they are offering this month especially during this time of giving and you can also sign up for their electronic newsletter by going to the bottom of their homepage, humblebundle.com there's dot com or dot org uh, dot com. Dot com. I thought so, but yeah, see what they the bundles they put together every month and help out some charity while getting some uh, some really awesome games in the process. I believe it's mostly like Steam game codes, though, right? Yes, uh, actually, there is a very uh, Sonic Steam bundle going on right now uh, for one dollar. Uno dinero uh, on Humble Bundle. You can get Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic Adventure Two Battle DLC. Sonic 3 and Knuckles, Sonic CD, Sonic the Hedgehog episode, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 episode 1, and Sonic Adventure DX. For if you pay an average of $6.49, you can get all that, plus Sonic Generations Collection, Sonic Lost World, Sonic the Hedgehog 4 episode 2, and Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. And for the low, low price of $10, you get all of that, plus Sonic, Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania Encore DLC and Sonic Forces. Did you did you catch the theme there, uh, Yield? Yeah, it's it's a Sonic theme. <laughs> uh, there are also on the bundles. There's the Humble Choice. There's the music and sound effects. The Jingle Jam 2019, which is a personal favorite of Kali. Uh, for five dollars, you get a shout out on somebody's stream. Apparently. Uh, you get uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Animated Colon Card. Okay. And for $30, you get a shitload of games. Uh, apparently, they are giving away one game every day. So far, as of this recording on Sunday, you're going to get Kingdom New Worlds, Bastion, Rapture Rejects, Invisible Inc., Red Orchestra 2, Crusaders King, Crusader Kings 2, uh, Dreadlands, Clatter, Chivalry, uh, Medieval Warfare, Animal Super Squad, Balance a Lot, Guilty Gear, uh, Two Point Hospital Jingle Jams, Two Point Hospital, uh, Battle Void, Hero Defense, Misadventures of Laura Silva Chapter 1, Drink More Gulp Juice Jingle Jam. Yeah. Uh, Company of Heroes, <laughs> Must Dash Amigos, Stories to Path to Destinies, uh, Partial Control, Mega Morth, Omen Sight, Border Force, and Rebound Dodgeball Evolved. And there's still 12 games to be announced. There you go. Uh, probably shouldn't have done that one, but hey, what the heck, it's the holidays. Uh, we did Humble Bundle. Yo, tell us about Extra Life. So if you could, if you would. You go to extra-life.org and you can sign up to play video games for 25 hours. The This year's event took place on November 2nd 
So we are still awaiting the, the end of the year because you can still sign up and you can still earn for this year's total, which we are over 13 million earned. But what you do is you go there, you sign up, you play by yourself, you can join a team, Proven Gamer has a team, we'd love to have you. Or you can create your own team. And you go and you collect monies from friends, family members, total strangers, whatever. And you pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choice. And 100% of those monies goes to that Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choice. And what you get to do is you get to play video games or board games or whatever kind of games for that 24 or 25 hours if it's on the daylight savings time. So it's a win-win. You get to play games and you get to help sick kids. So... All right, and I'm going to do a uh, shameless plug right now. Shameless plug? Well, it's a plug that I really don't want to say, but I'm kind of obligated to say. A co-worker has convinced me that if I meet my goal on Extra Life, that I have to shave my beard off and keep it off for a period of one year. So please help me reach my goal. And neither one of you guys is going to say anything. Yes, they Tricking should. Tricking a beard is unnatural, and I don't like it. I don't know. I just, I just trimmed, I trimmed my goatee last week. It was pretty long. Well, you guys can see my beard now. What do you guys think? I don't know. It looks fine to me. Hey, it could, it could do with some trimming. I'll be honest. I think, I think all your hair moved from north to south. How, how's that look? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could I could go for it to be shortened up. Maybe not all yeah, the way gone. It has to be all the way gone, and I have to keep it up for a period of one year. Not happy with it. But, I mean, it's... It's, it's for the kids! Yeah, as enthusiastic as I sound, I'd be happy to reach my goal. I just would not be happy about shaving off my beard. But it is for the kids, so that's what I'll do. Alright, uh, the other one is our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer. Uh, we have different tiers. Uh, I'm trying to get a mobile app out for everybody. Uh, it be better for us, better for you guys. You get more, all the shows uh, directly on your app. You don't have to worry about you know your favorite devices and all that other stuff. And Amazon. If you could, would each and every time you shop on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first. Click on any Amazon link and continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. With that being said, let's move on to our shout-outs. Alex. Give a shout-out to the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Whores. That is the listeners. Thank you all very much for continuing to support the show and push it to even greater heights. Without you all, we wouldn't be on Spotify, on Pandora, we wouldn't be on iHeartRadio. So thank you all very much for sharing some of your time every week and just listening to us talk like assholes on this show. We uh, we appreciate you all more than we can uh, can convey. And uh, give a shout out to Yield and Tricky for recording with me. And I'm trying to think. Uh, shout out to Old Man Winter for being a fucking dick. And uh, a shout out to Homer Gestuft, who had my back last, or who had my back on Facebook, and a shout out to Yield again for having my back last week on the show. Yeah. And, uh, last but not least, give a shout out to my awesome girlfriend Ashley. I love you, honey. And uh, yeah, that'll be it for my shout outs. Yield. So I will give a shout out to Dirty Rat Bastards. 
in the Bucknuts Fantasy Football League as they are going to cruise on to the next round of the playoffs. That's me, by the way. Uh, that wouldn't happen if I was there. It would. Oh, I don't. You wouldn't even. Be, you wouldn't even have made the playoffs. Um, Yield every every time that I was in the football, I was the one that knocked you out of the playoffs. No, you did, and I won it the one year. The second year, you did because you had a good year that year. But the first year, no, you weren't even in it. You beat me. Oh no, no, no I'm sorry. That was the, the year you beat me. You're right. You beat me because Dak Prescott couldn't get one yard. That's right. And I made it into the playoffs. They pulled him with two minutes to go. We were it was on the show anyway. So yes. a shout out to me, Mister Mustard, and Alex because they have upcoming birthdays. Because December birthdays rock. Yep, parents getting busy in March. Uh, a shout out. To nine months, tricky. Come on. All right, fine. I, February no, two. I know February that. I'm just two. Yeah, yeah. No, no, my, my look was like, how the hell you did the math that quick? Because he's Come on, smart. Tricky, you, you have a child. You've done this before. A shout-out yeah. to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Fuck them. For winning the Big Ten title and going into Fuck the college football playoffs. Fuck Homer. I did that just for Homer because the troll you. Uh, I, just, I, I just heard a bunch of beeps. That's all I heard. That's, that's fine. You can beep us all you want. You can't hold us back. Uh, a shout-out to Tricky and Alex for showing up and recording tonight. A shout-out to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, doing all that you do. And that'll do me for the week. Shout-out to the listeners. Shout-out to Sweet Mama D. Shout-out to the goddess. Uh, shout-out to the Rangers, who are currently kicking ass. Uh, th- this seems like it's a Stanley Cup performance night. Not a... Cincinnati Bagels night. Uh, you, yeah, thank you're you not much. insulting me. I know they suck. <laughs> no, I'm just reminding you they oh, suck. Oh, well, yeah, I don't need a reminder. I watched them play today. Uh, and, yeah. So, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Bye. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.